Christmas has lots of themes. Lots of distractions, and it's easy to miss the point, right? But we want you to know that tonight, the born in the manger Jesus, the walk on water Jesus, the cross Jesus, and what lives in our heart is the reason we're here. And I realize you don't have to be here to celebrate Christmas. I get that. And, and, and for many years, even as a Christian, I didn't do Christmas Eve services, and, and I think that's okay. But we come here tonight because I think there is something about gathering together around this whole season that says, okay, a lot of distractions I have. This year has not gone as I thought. Maybe this year has gone as you thought. But we come tonight knowing that People come into this room, some I've never met before. You come from many roads and many paths, but we're just so glad that you're here. And we're going to celebrate uh, through the word and celebrate again at the end in this service that's been through the centuries of lighting of the candles as we leave tonight. So we're excited for that. I'm going to read out of Luke chapter 2, 1 through 14. If you've been in Christmas Eve service or been to church over the years, you know this passage of Scripture, but I want to read it for you because I think it's very uh, appropriate, obviously, for tonight. But let me do that. It's Luke chapter 2, 1 through 14. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. The census first took place while governing Syria. So all went to the registered Uh, everyone in his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. and, And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. The glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And sudden, suddenly there was an angel, the, with, with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. One reason we set aside this day and we come together on Christmas Eve is obviously we gather often. We gather every week. Uh, I say that, but next Sunday we don't. I say that. 50, 50 Sundays out of the year. Next Sunday we will not, just so you know that, just to give you that heads up. We take two Sundays a year where we give space and margin for us to uh, step away a little bit. But we gather regularly, but tonight is a special night, obviously. And what I want, the reason I wanted to say that is because this is, tonight is more than an oh yeah night. I mean, any Tuesday night, any, any, any uh, date. Yesterday I was telling the staff earlier, I said, you know, with all the rain, we should have done Christmas Eve service yesterday, right? 
Okay. But my point is, you just can't do that because this is the day. It's more than an, oh, yeah, that day. No, this is significant for us. But in this passage of Scripture tonight, I want to point out two phrases that really jump out at me. In verse 1, it said, in those days, and then in verse 11, it says, this day. Let me set the stage for those days, and I can only do it briefly here, but the people of God had grown tired. It had been 400 years since they had heard a word from a prophet telling them anything about the Redeemer coming. They were longing for their Redeemer. And during this 400 years, empires rose, empires fell, and unfortunately in that rising and falling, Israel suffered dramatically. And again, there's a lot involved in that 400 years. And I realize tonight we don't understand really what it would be like in that sense to long like that, to be patient. But what I do believe tonight is, and how we do connect with them, is that for them, like us, we have heartache. We have hopes. We have great purpose we want in our life. And we long for certain things, but for us, the advantage we have is is that we don't have to long for Jesus. We get to see Jesus. Born to you this day. I think back to when I was celebrated Christmas for so long, for 25 years, and celebrated Christmas Eve, and in our family, in the Gentry family at least, it was a big deal. And we've made it pretty well a big deal for our family over the last 30-something years with our children. But it never was a this day. It was a day that was about presence, but it wasn't a this day. And how I define a this day And many of you who know me, I have a phrase that I've used that's kind of become, in some ways, ingrained here at Renovation. It's more than an oh yeah day. It is a game changer, life altering, time stops, and you'll never be the same again kind of moment. Game changer, time stops, life altering, you'll never be the same again kind of moment. Now, these kind of moments can come from days of devastation, or they can come from great things. We all know 9-11 was a game changer for us as a culture, maybe in the way we look at everything. But for some of you here individually, it could be a death, even this past year, especially one unexpected. You'll never look at life without looking through that lens anymore. For some of you, maybe it's a divorce that's happened. For some of you, it may be a moment like it was for me, and I didn't know it at the moment, but you look back that on my 16th birthday when I took my first drink, I didn't know it was going to take me a decade to get over that, but it was a game changer. Some of you, this last year has been health. I know what it was like when we found out, and where Coulter and I was when we found out that Jan had breast cancer in 2013. It was a moment in time that is stamped forever, and we look at life, and and even in our health and the way we live now differently, it was life-altering. Time stopped, and we were never going to be the same again. But I can also tell you there's good ones. 
I know what it was like on October 12th, 1985, to see Jan come through those doors when we got married. It was a game changer. Actually, it was a game changer two months and 12 days before that when I met her. It was a game changer. Life altering. Time stopped. When our children were born, life altering. When I was called to preach, it was very clear to me that God was calling me to do this. It was a boom, stop. Life altering. Now, I was trying to think as I was preparing for today, when you think about Christmas and think about receiving gifts and I was trying to remember, you know, we, for so long I had made Christmas all about the gifts, but then I started trying to remember from childhood all the way up till now, I was trying to remember any of the gifts that I got over the last 60 years. It's hard to remember, right? I mean, you still really start thinking about it going, I, I don't really remember what I got last year, except I got a pair of boots, didn't I, Jen, that I got out the other day because I put them up somewhere and forgot I had them and started wearing them. I go, I got these last Christmas. <laughs> Now, I know nowadays people would rather have gift cards. I've heard that, you know, and, and, and you know, in some ways that's kind of sad and to me because I love the part of giving and, and opening it up, but I also get it too. I, I realize what it's like when you receive a gift that you look at it and you go, what do I do with this? And you don't really know what to say and you only bring it out when they come over and those kind of things, you know, at, you know where then... Really, the only three I can remember uh, that, that just jump out at me. I remember I got a go kart when I was like eight or nine years old. I mean, it was it was time stopped, and that's it can explain a lot of the way I drive today, of having a go kart when I'm eight years old or nine years old. It was awesome. One year I gained a son-in-law and lost car insurance that I had to pay for. I thought that was awesome, <laughs> especially when that child had had uh, between ten and fifteen wrecks. The Christmas 1986, 12 days before that, it was a this day. I came to know Christ as my Lord and Savior. Man, that day was such a this day that it opened up new possibilities. It opened up a whole new world that had been going on around me this whole time that I didn't even know about. The possibilities of my life began to open up. It was unbelievable. And it was almost like when I heard this story that year in 1986, it was like this. It was almost like this. Hey, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. It's like God was saying, unto you, a child is born. Unto you, a Savior. You. Yeah, I know it's for everybody else, but I'm saying it to you. How many times? It's almost like God was saying, how many times do you have to see the sunrise or the sunset and never thank me for it? How many times does your heart have to beat without your say-so and nothing you can do about it before you praise the one who can do something about it? How many times? How many times are you going to hear this Christmas story 
and it not make a hill of beans difference to you? How many times? This day, born to you, Kurt Gentry, a Savior. The birth, death, and resurrection of Christ is more than an oh yeah. Oh yeah, I remember something about that story. I remember those people follow him. I remember those people go to church. Oh yeah, I remember. Oh yeah, I remember as a kid. No, this is more than an oh yeah. We can do what we want with his birth. We can do what we want with his death and resurrection. You can believe it or not believe it. You can examine his history. I, I, I challenge you to. I wish you would. Or look at his prophecies. But there's one thing you can't do with it. You can't walk away neutral. I know this doesn't sound like a Merry Christmas message. But I want to tell you today, friends, I'm hoping to give you hope. You can't ignore a piece of lumber that suspends the greatest claim in history that a baby born in a manger, that 33 years later, as a carpenter, would be hung on a cross and be raised and say he is the savior of the world. That's either the greatest claim or the greatest hoax. But you can't walk away neutral on that one because if it's true, All history, including yours, hinges on it. I want to tell you today, Game Changer has a name. His name is Jesus. He is Game Changer. I know there are moments, and I know there are places, and I know there are circumstances, but here, friend, let me, please hear me. The greatest Game Changer, the only Game Changer, was born to you this day. A savior. He opens up possibilities. He opens up a whole new world that you never thought about. I just wish for you this year a game changer more than an oh yeah kind of Christmas. One of the ways we celebrate on this Christmas Eve as we've done it through the centuries, I'm going to ask Josiah and them to come on down, is through the enjoyment to me of, and one of the most awesome things, is through the lighting of the candles across this room. This represents for us the light of the world. Let me say this about the church. Do you know there have been plenty of groups, people, even this day, if you're not careful, have tried to stamp out the light? The light shines in the darkness, it is not going to be extinguished. The word says, We are the light of the world. A city on a hill will not be hidden. Let your light shine before all men. 
So tonight as we close this service, I want to just encourage you on a couple of things. Take just a second here. Close your eyes and just pause. And just for a moment, to think about that game changer moment when the game changer came into your life. And if that's not the case tonight, we just want to encourage you It's kind of like I've said, and people have heard me say here a lot, when's the best time to plant a tree? Ten years ago. When's the second best time? Today. (laughs) When's the best time to, to give yourself to the game changer? Well, it would have been a long time ago, but the second best is today. What a great present it would be to your family, to your friends, that this day, born to you a savior and you hear your name and for the rest of us if you know Christ as your savior we are called to be the light of the world have you stand we are going to sing And as we do, if you'll help me, you just, all you've got to do, I'm going to start some of these, and then you will just light as you go. It will be awesome. This is one of my favorite things as the lights will dim.